the produce guys, Dan and Guido, up next. Far out, man. Vegetables are very good for you. Mom was right. Eating veggies keeps us healthy. Apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. Today's Produce Pear Radio Show is brought to you by the Pear Bureau Northwest, growers of delicious, nutritious Northwest pears. Comis, Boss, Dianju, and so many more varieties. Look for the USA sticker on the fruit and you'll know that you have a genuine pear from the Northwest. And by Oh So Sweet Onions. Onions so sweet and so mild, you'll never shed a tear. They're like no other onions on earth. Oh So Sweet. Look for them in the produce department of your grocery store today. Stick around. The produce pear right after this. Apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. Your produce alone has been worth the trip. Live from the San Francisco Bay, it's the Produce Pair, your food show on the enjoyment of fresh fruits and vegetables. What's in season? What's fresh? At the store, at the farmer's market, in your backyard, and on your table. Speaking of fresh, here's your host, America's natural grocer, Dan the Produce Man, and Guido the Gardener. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Produce Pair. I'm Dan the Produce Man, along with Guido the Gardener. And we're happy to be coming to you live on this lovely Saturday. Uh, here we are in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you are everywhere. And uh, we want to say hi to our good friends in Portland, in Seattle, in Spokane, and Olympia. Um, thank and Budweiser. You for, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that Olympia beer? Oh, yeah. I remember it well. Yeah. I used to live in Washington State. It wasn't Mount Olympia that I could see out my bedroom window. It was Mount Baker. Hmm. I lived in the town of Bellingham. And I'm sure it's changed since then. I used to ride my bike down to the AMP and buy my comic books. But um, that was <laughs> a old, long time. How uh, old were you I was in Washington? 10. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's right. 10 years old. And uh, fourth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade. Oh, so I was nine. Uh, fourth grade, nine. Oh, 10. Yeah. Anyway. Long story. This is the Produce Bear yeah. Radio Show. You know Hello, what? all I, of all, all I, you folks listening out there. I, I'm sure they all miss two of you. I'm, I'm sure they miss you. <laughs> yeah, all the folks in Bellingham. That's right. So um, anyway, there's some great things going on in the world of fresh fruits and vegetables, and we're here to share that with you. That's right, because before you go to the farmers markets, the produce stands, and uh, all that, uh, we can give you some tips that you can enjoy, and well. I, that you can use. I don't know if you'll enjoy the tips, yeah, but to, you can, you can to, use them. To extend their enjoyment of all these things. Thank you, Guido. There we okay. go. Um, so there's a lot going on, and there's some things in the news that we're going to talk about a little bit today, too, like trans fat-free food. The question is the next food fad. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, food labeling, people are going, you know, it's just get people are in an uproar about uh, where's labeling. The, yeah, where's this coming uh, from? What's this have? Well, yeah, country of origin yeah, Country of origin well. is one, but and, just general uh, labeling. You know, yeah, just tra every, tracing it back. Yeah. 
Uh, like uh, Roger Helwig was talking about last week with the Oso Sweet Onions, he said that they could trace every onion right back to, to the, the field. Field, which yeah. is man, that is amazing and scary at the same time. Well, aren't aren't there electronic doodads on cases that? I, this yeah, is, I'm ta- radio. Wow, well, there's radio frequency identification, yeah. uh, which you know you can get on trucks and on pallets to tell you where something is, where it's been where it's going to be or where it should have been and where it is and now. where it's and, not now. Uh, all that. And, um, yeah, produce is getting more and more to where you can identify it. Uh, you can thank Walmart for this, too. Uh, you know, I was going to say that was where, because I had read uh, an article. It was in the Packer Produce News or something. And it, it didn't it didn't actually start from the growers. It started from, Walmart from the retailer, buys from so Walmart. Walmart buys produce. Yeah. And they buy a ton of produce, folks, and tons I mean and tons, tons yeah. and tons of produce. They are one of the biggest uh, produce. Uh, they handle more produce than any chain in yeah. the United States. Um, and so, anyway, th- when they put a demand in, then folks have to follow it. It's kind of yeah, like this, what Safeway used to do. Yeah, kind of like this is the way we want the pallets built. The, these are the size boxes that work. <laughs> That's right. That's Yeah. If you want our business, you'll do it our way. Yeah. And They're, people conform and they do it. Yeah. And that's where these uh, radio identification, uh, radio frequency identification uh, devices have come from. It was their idea. So, um, or their demand. But it's been used say. in other industries. I think well, in, sure. in shipping and... But it makes sense for tracking food. Hey, yeah. say, uh, you know, oh heaven, Fred Jones has uh, something going on in his farm, uh, and uh, somebody gets sick. Uh, well, Walmart doesn't want to be sued, right? So they trace back and uh, zap it down to the person in the field. Even though we know ninety nine percent of any type of um, what do you call those foodborne illnesses are they germs. Ha- they happen. At the home or in, That's the, right. in the kitchen. The yeah, end user. Yeah. The end user. That's right. Okay, we have some things on the table that we're going to get into here. Citrus, uh, citrus. That's right. It is a citrus celebration here on the Produce Pair. It is citrus season. And these gorgeous artichokes. Lovely artichokes and um, something from down south, way south, of the, even south of the south border. Anyway, Ken's telling us to get out, so we'll be back <laughs> right after this. Hello, here's some more food news that you can enjoy. Prunes and cocoa. Sounds like a cure for something stubborn, doesn't it? But it's actually a remarkable way to get the feel of chocolate without all that fat. Try substituting a puree of prunes or a jar of prune baby food in place of the fat called for in a favorite brownie recipe. You can usually substitute up to half of the butter or oil with prune puree. This recipe calls for half a cup of butter. Simply, therefore, add a quarter of a cup of puree and a quarter cup of butter. To make your own puree at home, simply soak the prunes in hot water 15 minutes and then puree in a food processor or blender. So go on, do yourself a flavor and enjoy your five or more servings of fruit and vegetables every day. That's the good news from the National Cancer Institute. 
What more appropriate sponsor for the Produce Pear Show than fresh pears from the Northwest? Do you enjoy a soft, buttery texture to your fruit? Try the gourmet pear, the Comice. Or for those who want to include more organics in the fresh fruit mix, the Pear Bureau Northwest offers a varied lineup of pears. Now with any pear you choose, here's a tip for picking the ripe one. Hold it in your hand and give it a gentle squeeze around the stem area with your thumb. If it has a bit of a give, it's ready. And one thing to keep in mind is that a pear is easily substituted in place of an apple in any salad, side dish, or dessert you're preparing. Currently, the marketplace is full of these nutritious, delicious fruits from Oregon and Washington. Just look for the USA Pear Sticker on the fruit, Pears from the Northwest, and visit them at their website, www.usapears.com. The Produce Pear website is where you can find lots of information on fresh fruits and vegetables. From recipes and articles by Dan the Produce Man and Guido the Gardener to fresh tips on selections at your favorite produce counter. Plus, links to several other sites on nutrition and cooking. Just log on to www.producepear.com. That's producepear.com. Do you have a question, recipe, or tip that you'd like to share? Just email Dan or Guido from www.producepear.com. That's producepear, P-A-I-R, Com. You talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol. You even got through that conversation about sex. Now, isn't it time you talk to them about lunch? With all the talk about being overweight, experts agree that eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter. Be active. Get healthy, America. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread had a fight. Beans knocked cornbread out of sight. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. I'll be ready. Okay, so we got a food fight between beans and cornbread. I think the beans have a little more punch behind them than the cornbread does. Uh, yes, I would think so. <laughs> hey, let's take a look at something. This comes from MSNBC.com. Um, in Woodmere, Ohio, the nation's food companies are stirring up new recipes for everything from Oreos to SpaghettiOs to get rid of trans fat, the artery-clogging ingredient that must be listed on food labels by next year. And it already is listed on a bunch of food labels, Lots just of, in, yeah. in ways that you don't know about. Uh, the companies say they're promoting good health, but they're also looking ahead to new federal rule and new dietary guidelines urging consumers away from trans fats. Trans fats have been in the nation's food supply for decades, giving products a long shelf life and making goodies like chips and cookies oh so yummy, they say. Uh, they, are in, uh, they are formed when liquid oils turn into solid fats, and they're generally listed on foods as partially hydrogenated oils. Grab a bag of cookies from the snack food aisle, and chances are there are trans fats there. But maybe not for long. The Food and Drug Administration is ordering trans fats to be listed on food labels by January 2006. The FDA says trans fat, like saturated fat, increases the risk of heart disease. Uh, a few years ago, Sarit Zamar was, like many consumers, clueless about the subject. And he quotes, I used to eat junk food 
A few years ago, we just didn't know, said the 32-year-old mother of three. I'm not going to go any further with this about this is I'm here. Uh, but um, what it brings up is that uh, parsley Eat more hydrogenated fresh fruits oils. And vegetables. Well, yeah, that's right. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to read the ingredients on uh, on a, on on an a produce. But yeah. not only that is, it is in everything, and it is known to the problem with it is it's especially if you're drinking sodas or drinking like tap water. Uh, a lot of tap water has. Um, fluoride in it Mm -hmm. and traces of chlorine in it as well and those things it is said and believed uh scar the inside of your arteries fluoride and chlorine (laughs) you know i mean chlorine you you wash your clothes with and the fluoride is supposed to help your teeth but uh they're putting it in the water to keep contaminants out um so when they scar the inside of your arteries and then you eat foods with partially hydrogenated oils the partially hydrogenated oils do not break down in your system like animal fat will eventually. Uh, you'll get clogged arteries, sure, but it, it can go away. Partially hydrogenated oils don't go away. They're like plaque. They sit in your arteries and they stay there. And these little scars inside your arteries is where a lot of it will settle in. So you think about these partially hydrogenated oils settling into these scars on the inside of your arteries what does that do? That makes your arteries kind of brittle, and eventually they break. And uh, we don't want that. It scares me. And, you know, it, it, for the sake of shelf life, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You've got, if you go to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or Natural Fred's or one of those places, uh, you'll see a lot of foods, or, you know, some of those companies have don't carry any trans fats at all. You'll see the same type of product that you see in the store as a conventional organic without all the crap in it excuse my language i'm sorry but that's exactly what it is and and it tastes better it's good and i'm you know i'm not yeah i i wholeheartedly believe in organic produce but i'm not a zealot i'm not a zealot i'm not a freak and i don't bring politics into it like a lot of folks do um you know what i like about about this approach is is it's more market driven than government driven yes absolutely where, well, where well the, i mean the labor the fda i mean yeah you know. the, well they've done their study lots of folks have done their studies and the stuff ain't too swift for you or your health that's right so the consumers are reacting and the companies that provide the foods they are reacting it's not necessarily uh coming from the government to the food makers it's being helped by the government through studies and information, but it's really coming from the consumers. And th- see, that's as as a uh, as a free market guy, I like that. So then, you know, yes, when I'm in the, when I'm in the store, I can make a call. I mean, if if I want to eat an an Oreo, I'll make a decision to eat an Oreo, or you can eat a whatever a XYZ. Yeah, Newmanzo that maybe doesn't have the the trans fats, and it's and it's and it's my call. It's not. Uh, it, it's not government-driven, it's market-driven, and I like that part. That's right, and if we can remove a lot of this unnecessary stuff out of our foods, folks will be healthier and happier, and there'll be less disease. And if you eat your fruits and vegetables, which like I guess in Spider-Man 2, he says to do, which you'll be doing Which eventually we'll be talking about That's this show, right. yes. When we come back.
Give us today our derves in bed as we forgive those who have dressed up against us. And need us not enter inflation, but our liver, onions, and potatoes. Onion man digs for living underneath the high dry sun. Onion man don't make much money. Find the farm and the work is done. Onion man. Okay, folks, Roger Helwig is here in the studio with us to talk to us about oh-so-sweet onions. Guido, can you believe it? Oh-so-sweet onions. They're in season. I've been enjoying them all season long. I'm so happy to have these onions here. How about you? You know, what it reminds me of is a little bit of summer during the wintertime because before oh-so-sweet onions uh, came out, we, we were only getting them during the spring. We were getting Walla Wallas or or Vidalia's or something, but now with with uh, the introduction of the oh so sweet onion, it's been around for a while. Oh yeah, we've uh, we've been around about uh, fifteen years. Yes, See, and you, you can get that fresh, mild onion onion mm. flavor. Jan- what January, February, March, instead mm. of having to to wait to the spring. I love to put these in uh, in in salads. Any kind of a raw use. They're good for, but at the same time, they're a marvelous cooking onion. Oh yes, they are. They're really these are one of the best sweet onions for cooking. Uh, they have a unique cellular structure that they won't break down in cooking like some onions do, and they develop a really rich, wonderful flavor. They're probably the best uh, onion if you like to caramelize onion. Yes, onions slow because cook the high sugar content. Yeah. Yeah. Slow yeah. cook them, and they oh they just. And they're wonderful for soups, stews, braises, things of that nature. They're now, just, you mentioned in recipes, you've got you've got a website that's got a lot of recipes on it, right? Exactly. We have a website. It's called SweetOnionSource.com, all one word. And uh, we've had this uh, site for about five years. And this season, we're revamping and updating, adding lots more recipes, lots more information. Uh, we have a new uh, columnist, Eliza Green, who recently won the... Uh, one of the uh, wrote one of the top uh, books on produce, um, the field guide to produce, and so she's going to be our regular columnist uh, starting this January. So it's it's a site where people can come and find out everything they ever want to know about sweet onions. Wow! And that is www sweet. Onionsource.com. And if that's too hard for you to find, just go to the front page of the Produce Pair website. Produce pair, P-A-I-R dot com, and just click the oh-so-sweet logo, and it'll take you directly to the oh-so-sweet site. Beautiful. Roger Helwig, thank you for joining us. What is this pointing stuff? Thank you, Dan and Guido. <laughs> I thought he was, <laughs> I thought it was a I thought he, I thought he was elevating him. <laughs> hey, thanks, Roger. Okay. On your man. Okay. Hey, let's get into uh, some of the citrus you have here on sure. the table, Guido. What I've got here is uh, I've, I've got three pieces of citrus, folks. I've got a Meyer lemon. I've got a Lee mandarin. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, Lee mandarins. Lee mandarins. They're not, uh, they're not all that common. This is the time, January, you know, January, February, the summer, December. But uh, a lot of the mandarins are out. And mandarins, it's a, uh, it's a large category of tangerines. You know, all tangerines are mandarins, but not all mandarins are tangerines. And this one here... It's a California-grown, oh, it's juicy as heck, California-grown citrus. 
It's got a few seeds. Here, taste this. Dan. Whenever one of us say it's juicy, it means juice is squirting all yeah, over that the means it's messy. Uh, it's precious all... equipment here. <laughs> it's all over the base of the microphone here. Okay, we're going to enjoy this. But there's lots, of, there's lots of citrus around. There's honey tangerines out of Florida. There's the last of the Satsuma uh, um, mandarins. The last of the Satsumas. Yes. And the Satsuma is very easy to peel. No yeah, seeds. Yeah, get them now because yeah, it is the they're, last of them. They're about to the last of them. How did that taste? Not bad. You ate it fast enough. Well, I, I just drink some coffee too, so uh, I have to have another piece to, to, to well, here, prepare my palate. One. It's really for juicy. For an honest and, answer. And the, uh, the color of this is gorgeous. Lee Mandarin. There's all sorts of different ones in the store. Just check them out. See which ones you like. Oh, I need another piece. Sorry. Well, we only got six seconds. You got to take us out. If you we'll want. be back after this. Now back to the produce fair. Jenny, she was a nice girl. Jenny Artichoke. But she kind of thorny at times. I couldn't take her very often, I tell you. Yeah, well, I, I'll take her all the time. Uh, all we're right. talking about artichokes here, folks. Um, and, you know, this isn't truly artichoke season, but it is. But it isn't. But it is. All right? And, and so, if you understand that, dial 521. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um what I'm saying is that chokes are available all year long, and they're available now, and they're starting to come into the market now. But their real season will be, oh, what is it? It's not even February yet, so it'll be March. End of February, March. Yeah, and, and right up through May. And hey, this is um, good, though. Oh, it's great. And you start off with really big ones. Uh, artichoke plants produce big chokes first. And as the season progresses, they get smaller and smaller. You and I now. You and I were debating during the break because we've got three artichokes on the the counter. Two are raw, one's cooked, and we're going. Well, are they desert grown art? Because you've got desert grown artichokes that that they grow in the Imperial Valley, and they tend to be fairly large. Uh, they don't necessarily have the the thorns, but the heart of a desert choke is smaller. And also, they're not quite as meaty. So I'm asking Dan, I say, hey, is this a green globe out of, like, Castroville, or is it a desert choke from Imperial Valley? And I think the answer is in the Eaton. Yeah. Because this is a, it's a very meaty leaf. I mean, one, it's big. But the leaf itself is very meaty. This, this may just be a Castroville artichoke. But an early Castroville artichoke. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, you get the Castroville chokes year-round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the abundant artichokes, like you say, are out of the desert. Uh, I call those wannabe artichokes. Uh, and there is no place in this here in these here United States like Monterey County for artichokes. Mm-hmm. That's just that's all there is to it. That is where the best artichokes are grown. That is very good. Did you steam that or did you boil it? No, I couldn't steam that. I had to put it right in. Look how big it is. I had to put it right in boiling water. Okay. Uh, I just put a few cloves of uh, garlic in but the water at- because I don't. I, I I know you like to herb and oil your chokes. But yeah. I like the I like the flavor of the choke and then the stuff in the okay in the sauce. Plus, I didn't want to get it messy here in the studio. Yeah, no, that's true. 
Look at the size. Folks, I have one. I have a leaf, an artichoke leaf in my hand. This is the size of, what would you say? This It's at least three inches long, two inches wide. It's bigger than the palm of your hand. It is, yeah, there you yeah, go. It's, it's bigger huge. than the palm of my hand. This thing's huge. What do you got? What do you got there in the in the, in the packer there? Oh well, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just looking at some artichoke uh, stuff here. Um, mm. It's it's not you know it's not that that interesting, but uh, you've got the well, impact you, of ethnicity you... on purchase of artichokes. Oh okay. Uh, so you've got Caucasian Caucasian seventeen percent, Hispanic twenty one percent, African American five percent, and then others are twenty nine percent. Um, and then 11% of high school graduates buy artichokes, 14% have some college, and 23% are college graduates. Oh, boy, that's you know, absolutely deal, right? scintillating. Now, I just like, uh, if you are regular listeners to the Produce Peridale Show, you know that Guido and I Love are fanatics. Yeah. We just are. Uh, artichokes, um, I'll buy them in the off-season, you know, when they're 3 or $4 a piece, because I like them. And the size of this artichoke, like Guido says, it's it is it, this it's is massive. really impressive. It's what's known as a twelve count. Now with fresh produce, folks, um, you've got standard size boxes that produce items come in: oranges, apples, peaches, plums, um, bananas, artichokes, lettuce. They're standard packs, and like lettuce, there's twenty four heads of lettuce in a box, and with apples, there will be anywhere from 100 to 110, 120. Well, that gets to food 40, service. 48. Uh, yeah, 48. Now, the larger the number, the smaller the fruit or vegetable. Okay? the Because the box size is the same, folks. Right. So the, 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 the smaller the number, the larger. Right. Um, so where normal artichokes in a store, when they say Large artichokes or jump when they say jumbo artichokes, they're talking about twenty four artichokes in a box. Usually, yeah. Okay. <laughs> when they say large, they're talking thirty six artichokes in a box. So remember, the size of the item gets smaller when when the number gets. Um, I mean, the size of the, yeah, the size of the fruit or vegetable gets <laughs> Fix me up smaller. Here. The larger than the count right. number. Exactly, the larger the count number. So when I say that the big artichokes you buy in the store, twenty four come in a box. This box of artichokes, 12, only twelve fit there. Twelve in that same fit size in that box. box. So these are huge. It takes two hands to lift one of these up, and uh, and, and only and only one hand to eat it. That's right. You know it. So get them right now because they are coming into the stores, and you will see see early deals. Um, and you know, artichokes and asparagus always mark the sign of spring. We're very hopeful here that weather will stay yeah. good. And, uh, we'll have an early it's spring. Co- it's been cold and wet here. Sure has, but you know it's still January, and uh, but enjoy them while you can because they're well. Enjoy them a lot. Start to enjoy them there because we we'll we'll have them now through March into April. There'll just be tons of them. Absolutely. And week after week, you'll see more and more. When we come back, we're gonna go to we'll, Peru. Uh, Peru. Okay, we're going to Peru right after this. Talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol. You even got through that conversation about sex. Now, isn't it time you talk to them about lunch?
With all the talk about being overweight, experts agree that eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter. Be active. Get healthy, America. Fresh, juicy pears. Now that's some fruit the produce pear can support in a big way. Pears come in many shapes, sizes, and colors, but like they say, they all good. By their nature, pears ripen from the inside out. Given that, the area around the stem of a pear will show its softness, its ripeness first. I got it, check the neck for ripeness. What you want is a softer area around the neck and a firm area at the body of the pear. If the body itself is pretty soft, the whole pear will be likewise. But don't toss out that overripe pear, you've got a perfect smoothie in the making. Besides just washing and chomping on them, pears can be enjoyed in many different ways. They marry well with cheese for a fruit and cheese party platter. Also, they can be substituted for an apple in any dish. So Dan, what's your favorite pear? That's easy, the produce pear. Alright. The produce pear website is where you can find lots of information on fresh fruits and vegetables. From recipes and articles by Dan the Produce Man and Guido the Gardener, to fresh tips on selections at your favorite produce counter. Plus, links to several other sites on nutrition and cooking. Just log on to www.producepear.com. That's ProducePair.com. Do you have a question, recipe, or tip that you'd like to share? Just email Dan or Guido from www.producepair.com. That's ProducePair, P-A-I-R.com. What more appropriate sponsor for the Produce Pear Show than fresh pears from the Northwest? Do you enjoy a soft, buttery texture to your fruit? Try the gourmet pear, the comice. Or for those who want to include more organics in the fresh fruit mix, the Pear Bureau Northwest offers a varied lineup of pears. Now with any pear you choose, here's a tip for picking the ripe one. Hold it in your hand and give it a gentle squeeze around the stem area with your thumb. If it has a bit of a give, it's ready. And one thing to keep in mind is that a pear is easily substituted in place of an apple in any salad, side dish, or dessert you're preparing. Currently, the marketplace is full of these nutritious, delicious fruits from Oregon and Washington. Just look for the USA Pear Sticker on the fruit, Pears from the Northwest, and visit them at their website, www.usapears.com. On dark, lonely nights, when a cruel wind has blown, with a rhubarb companion, you're never alone. Rhubarb and crumble, rhubarb and pie, or a strudel will do till you transmogrify. Gathering rhubarb from field and from hill, we'll be gathering rhubarb till we've had our fill. Gathering rhubarb is a harvest of bliss. You know, oh, and they thought that love was the only thing that you could write songs about. They, you know? they were mistaken. They sure they were, were mistaken because here you go, rhubarb. Yeah, you it's, it's red. It stirs the passion. <laughs> there you go. Hey, nice. All right, but we're not going to talk about rhubarb right now. We're going to go. But we're going to talk about something that's kind of sexy. Yes, we are. Actually, right. it is because I'll tell you my very, well, no, I can't Keep say it my clean, very first. Dan. One of the highlights of of my youth was a romantic encounter with a, <laughs> I'm listening with a sweet little gal when she showed me how to uh, prepare mangoes okay and that was after I had already been in produce for five years I hadn't eaten one until 
this she gal showed me you? how, and it was a very, um, very well, romantic well, experience. Well, I now you kind of put a whole different flavor. I was on very this young, man. <laughs> Um, oh, no, it's okay. Well, you can share it with me. There's just not going to be any romance. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, besides that, the lights the lights are too intense in here. Um, what I've got here, folks, is a um, is a mango out of um, out of uh, per- this is a Peruvian mango from about September through say February into March. We get South American mangoes. The mango is a summer fruit, and that's their summer. For our domestic supply, we count on Mexico, and that starts, basically it's baseball season from, say, about March into August, September, something like that. So now we're getting towards the end of the South American season, and the mangoes have been actually very good this year. I can remember in years past, well, kind of now, it's been many years past, but they were not very good. The quality was poor. Uh, they they had nowhere near evening ripening. Is this yeah. start, is this starting to, to to make you salivate? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just listening to what you're saying. Okay, but um, mm. over the last few years, the quality of the South American um, mango, and we get them out of uh, Brazil, Peru, and Ecuador. I think Brazil and Peru mainly. And Mexico. Yeah, but Mexico is basically our domestic season. Winning but, season, yes. Yeah, but the domestic, the South American supply is basically Peru and Brazil. Yeah, at one time Haiti was the largest supplier of Mexican of Mexicans of that mangoes. That, that, that's a tricky move. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, well, don't they don't they still supply some mangoes to the East Coast? Well, yeah, but they were the largest supplier of mangoes. Period oh. uh, to the United States, and what happened was. We put sanctions on old Haiti there, well, they and went, uh, they lost the business. Yeah, but didn't ha- Haiti And Mexico went, picked it up. Yeah. Haiti yeah. went really screwy politically. Right, uh, which we don't like to talk about here on the Produce Pair Show because you get that yeah, all week. Get, yeah, no. But don't. anyway, uh, sometimes it, it, it involves things with produce. Uh, but um, we love to confuse Ken there in the booth. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but it's easy to do. Mexico now supplies us during our domestic season. But you're right, yeah, this time of the year is. You're right. They used to come in all funky. They they just didn't have it together. They were kind of the, gray. the man A lot was of them here, were gray. And we Ew. said, "You want the business? You want the mango business? Get it together." And improvements were made, and now there are plenty of mangoes available to us this time of the year when they used to be sporadic in the old days. And right. it was a long shot to get them just right. Like you said, they come in gray, they chilled, in, yeah. and just And that's horrid. one thing now, folks, if you're looking on a display now of mangoes, and there should be plenty around, if you're looking at a display and some of them are kind of shriveled and a little gray looking, pass them up because they are not going to ripen properly for you. That, that, that rarely happens with Mexican mangoes because there's – Less distance to travel for a Mexican mango. Well, it's warmer at that time of the year, too. Yeah, but it's you pretty know. darn warm in South America now. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, the problem is when they get here, a lot of warehouses that, yeah, that's true. don't have the proper facilities, which means a room that sits about 55-plus degrees for mangoes and tomatoes and peppers. Your trop- and, tropical and, and sub Things of that, uh, that nature. And so they sit out. On a pallet, on a warehouse floor, where the temperature is just the same temperature as it is outside. Yeah, it's too cold. And that's where they get chilled. 
uh, you know, if you're like me, you'll take your mangoes and bring, bring them into the office and make everybody mad. But that's where the heat is, and that's where I bring them to ripen them up. That's I used no to do that. I used, goes, to put them, you know? I used to put them in my boss's office. Oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, there are places. If you don't have a warm room, you do what you can do to get them properly handled so that you can get them to your customers that way. But mangoes are good for breakfast. You could put them on pancakes, oh. put them on waffles. In mix smoothies. It in smoothies, mix it in with cottage cheese or yogurt. High you, vitamin C in mangoes, lots of beta carotene. Right. It's it all they also make a wonderful salsa. We got Super Bowl coming up oh, next yes. week. You mix up some mango, uh, serrano or jalapeno pepper, uh, a little garlic, little lime, pinch of salt, and you've got a an amazing fruit salsa with chips. You can also use that sauce for fish or chicken. Oh yes, you said it. Yeah, um, also, uh, remember, red doesn't matter on the mango. It's yellow that matters. If there's a lot of red, that's great, but yellow is the color you're looking for for ripeness. A nice give to it when you hold it in the palm of your hand, and yellow. It goes from a green to a yellow. Just think of a banana, folks. Right. goes from Without green, red. Without red. <laughs> it goes from a uh, green background color to a, to a yellow gold, and then it softens some. All right, folks, we'll be back with our final segment on the Produce Pair right after this. I love my spinach salad. I love my dates. I love my fruits and vegetables. Have fiber really red. Fiber is in the right direction. Fiber, it helps you get along. Fiber, it helps you with digestion. Fiber's just a little song. Okay, folks, welcome back to the final segment of The Produce Pair. I'm Dan, the Produce Man, along with... Are you going to talk, Guido? No, I, I don't think I don't think Ken tur- turned my microphone on. You didn't I, turn I, it on, I, right? I angered him during the break, right? <laughs> so I could be he talking. Sure I, why talk? I, no one's going to hear me anyway. We're proud of Ken because he ate a mango this week Very at, at a good. Thai restaurant filled with water, chestnuts, bacon, spam, cilantro. Oh, well, open dude. your mic up and tell the folks what you ate. Come on, kid. No dead air here. I have no headphones, though. Well, that's right. Well, Just tell us. We're, I, we're I listening. Had my, yeah, I had a mango, and it was filled with, with fresh fruits and vegetables. Does that make you happy? That's not how you told me during the break. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was wonderful. There were uh, there were water chestnuts. There was baby corn. There were carrots. And then they had actually hollowed out the mango and then cut little strips of it and put it back in with a wonderful fish sauce. It was sort of a, it was sort of a uh, what, what is that? It's not sweet and savory. What is that called? Sweet and sour? No, not y- sweet and sour, but basically, y- it, it, like the fish sauce was very hot and like almost burned. But the mango was very was very soothing. They they were wonderful complementary flavors, and uh, it was about as exciting as it was during the break, isn't it? There we yeah, go. Uh, no, a, I'm excited. A, a but, message from Ken about mangoes, and that that sounds that, like a really good thing yeah. to to do. Cut open a mango, scoop it out, and stick it back in. Yeah, with I mean, all that other stuff. But it, it goes along with that uh, <laughs> that salsa that I mentioned just before the break, and that you had. The sweet from the mango, and you've got the hot from the um, from the jalapeno pepper, serrano pepper, and one compliment. Thai chili. Yeah, or Thai chili or something. Oh, that's what they were using. But anyway, yeah. uh, that's good. In, 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 in Ken's, not in mine. We're glad that Ken at least had one serving of fresh fruits and vegetables this week. Yeah, that's right. Um, Ma- he, make it through his nicotine withdrawals. Is he quitting smoking again? He's yeah, still he, there, yeah, Ken? yeah, he is. Not we, again. We bring... I mean, this is the first time I've ever tried to quit. Oh, okay. We have to bring him uh, dried nuts and fruit and stuff to yeah, keep him in balance. Geez, yeah. Because uh, we don't want him to start eating, you know. 
Well, he could use a he he could well, use a couple pounds. He's he's thin. Well, if he eats five to thirteen servings of fresh fruits and vegetables every day, like that's recommended by the Produce for Better Health Foundation and his, the, the yeah, but USDA but and the National Cancer his system will Institute. reject it because it's had all that nicotine in. No, it it'll just years. take all that nicotine and melt just, it. Oh yeah, go. yeah. Okay. You just keep adding that on. Your system will never reject your five to thirteen folks. Can stick with us, I tell you. That's right. We we're very confused, so it's you're, you're, it's good to stick with us. All right. Um, and fr- which, you know what, t- touching on that, a lot of people, you know, quit smoking cigarettes. They give up cigarettes f- as a resolution in the new year. And that's, you know, I mean, we kind of joke, but it's serious. Is Have yourself some, uh, some, some fruit, some nuts, some other things to eat besides eating Oreos or doodles or whatever the heck they call them if you're trying to quit smoking. Yeah, and if you missed... Your New Year's resolution, it's not too late, but Lent is also coming up. Hey, there so you go. give it up hey, for Lent. Give it up, you yeah. Know? So you still have another shot, folks, even if you're not, uh, you know, even if your religion takes you in other directions that does not uh, have you uh, observe Lent, give it up for Lent anyway. What the heck? Do your body a favor. All right, here we go. Um, Who's that? Well, the low-carb phenomenon has reached even greater heights in the Portland and Vancouver area um, 25 stores and 25 square miles. It was overkill, and now just a few remain. Yep, the low-carb craze is winding down, folks, so you what, can eat your spuds again. What, there were 24 low-carb stores? Because um, I know that wasn't there, wasn't there a chain of health stores that all the, or were they those, the Atkins stores? In is that what that's the Portland about? Portland to, in, to Vancouver area, there are 25 stores in in Portland and Vancouver, 25 stores in 25 miles, uh, low-carb stores. That's Okay, that's the okay. point of this thing, yes. That's one per mile. Okay. It's insane. How many closed? Um, well, uh, just a few remain. A few to me means two. Okay. Um, I don't know what it means to you, but that's what it means to me. Uh, there is a limit to how many people will buy low-carb Um and uh, low-carbohydrate so diet craze never so it came and went. reached right. a fever pitch across the country in late 2003 and 2004, but now it appears to be waning somewhat. And this comes from uh, the Seattle Times, folks. Uh, now, if I you're, was reading this in order, I would, I would be source. able to tell you what this guy was talking about and who he <laughs> was. <laughs> your okay. source for all the Northwest news. Uh, to some... Uh, little stores, this is written by Judith Blake. To some, the little stores seemed like a sure thing. Yet the low-carb specialty shops that sprang up not so long ago in the Seattle area are already becoming a thing of the past. Overheated retail competition and cooling consumer enthusiasm for low-carb products aimed at weight loss combined to shut them down, says store owners. Yes, Guido. No, I'm just holding up one minute. Before All right, you- so anyway, um, low-carb craze... Um, Winding down, folks, especially after that Weight Watchers thing came out, uh, that that was the most effective diet for weight loss out of everything he tested out was Weight Watchers. And it includes everything. And I lost 17 pounds one year on Weight Watchers, so I got to say, that was a long time ago. Um, But anyway. (laughs) But you're looking pretty good now. Thank you. Of course, if I put my clothes back on, I'll be okay. Uh, Yeah, no, 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 folks, you're lucky this is radio. 
All right, enough of that. Uh, and enough of us, doggone it. You can change the channel now. And next uh, next week, avocados. Next week, avocados. Super We're going to gear you up for the Super Bowl. We're going to everything you ever wanted to know about avocados but weren't afraid to ask. Email us your questions through our website. Go to the email section, contact us, and we'll answer your questions about avocados next week. Talk to you later. And I'm Guido the Gardener. Hurry, Guido. Say and it. I will tell you what my nonna Bessie always told me. <laughs> Manja!